Today's sponsor is Midnight Prayer Watch. If you're looking for an online um, intercession and prayer community, then you need to join the Midnight Prayer Watch. If you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, or any issues with your mental or physical or spiritual health, then visit and join the Midnight Prayer Watch online community with the link in our show notes. All right, y'all, we are back. We are back. Welcome to the Run the Jewels vidcast, Facebook live show and podcast series. I'm your host, Julian Smartrimple, but we are here with my very special guest, uh, G. Renee. Uh, She she is coming uh, to talk to you all about the importance of deliverance for episode 89, you all. And so uh, she's going to be here for a powerful testimony, a powerful episode. Uh, whether you are, as we say, churched or not, uh, you still will be able to glean from uh, her wisdom and knowledge uh, when it comes to the importance of deliverance. And so hopefully we'll be able to uh, shed some light on this topic while also uh, G. Renee being able to uh, spread some light and also some in- empowerment for those that are watching and tuning in. And so G. Renee, uh, while I'm getting uh, you situated for uh, our interview for Q&A. Can you introduce yourself to the guests that will be tuning in? Absolutely. I am uh, G. Renee, and I am the founder of Peacemakers Inner Healing, which is a deliverance ministry, a healing and deliverance ministry. I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I'm currently in the Atlanta area. And I just got to give God a big shout out for um, introducing me to you and, and, and just for the opportunity to even be on here today. Um, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. Oh, and one more thing, that song at the intro, I got to meet those brothers and sisters. Uh, I think you said his name was Toby? Toby? Yes, Toby. Absolutely. I love <laughs> that song. That helped me get my praise on before before we came on. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that we let it shine, uh, Renee, in, in 2020 coming yes. up. Um, let it shine. We want to let it shine, not hold back uh, that light from any any uh, part or any location that uh, we are placed in. So it's all about shining uh, for the RTJ Run the Jewels uh, vidcast, podcast, and Facebook live show. Uh, we want to uh, give shout out to those that are already rocking with us. We're about to start. Uh, the live uh, watch party in a second. But for those who have tuned in early with us, uh, we appreciate uh, you, Tasha, tuning in. Uh, We appreciate Amadi J for tuning in. Uh, Shout out to uh, Mama Smart for tuning in. Uh, We're here uh, with my special guest for tonight's uh, episode. Episode 89 is titled The Importance of Deliverance. And I'm here with G. Renee, uh, who's going to be dropping some heavy jewels on this very important subject. So, uh, but G. Renee, uh, while we're getting the, the questions and comments uh, queued up, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I know you said uh, you were born in Florida. Tell us how you were raised. Tell us how your family upbringing was. Uh, give us some context behind you. Absolutely. Well, I definitely was raised in a Christian home. We attended a Baptist church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, both my parents were Christian. They were very faithful to take my sister and I to worship, excuse me, every Sunday. Uh, We were also involved in the choir growing up. Um, Let's see, what else can I tell you? When I left 
Fort Lauderdale, I went to Howard University um, where I majored in journalism and minored in English. And um, after that, I did go back to Fort Lauderdale for a very short stint, but then came to Atlanta in 91. So I've been here really, you could say most of my life, the majority of my life now. And, um, and, and my family followed. They came on up too. Matter of fact, a good portion of my family is here in Atlanta now. Cousins, aunts, uncles, parents, my sister, nieces, nephews, my husband, of course. And he's actually the reason why I'm in Atlanta because he's from here. And we have two sons. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. It's all about it's all about um, surrounding yourself and also giving love to our family and also our upbringing. So shout out to your family, G. Renee. I know I've met uh, your one of your sons and also your husband. And so we want to definitely give homage and pay thanks uh, to the family uh, that is, is possibly even tuning in. Uh, I forgot to mention that myself and G. Renee, uh, we actually met this past year. We're a part of a ministry uh, here out of Atlanta, uh, but we're global, y'all. We have uh, members that are all over the world. Uh, the title of our ministry is Out From Among Them Ministries. And so I actually met G. Renee at a, a local conference that we had in Dallas, uh, Texas earlier this fall. And then we also tag teamed for our Truth Tour uh, ATL conference uh, here in Atlanta earlier this fall, too. And so shout out uh, to India Bass and uh, the rest of our leaders, J.D., uh, Robert, um, all of all of the people that have been tracking with us since last year from out from among them. Uh, but G. Renee, we know that this is a heavy subject. Uh, when it comes to deliverance. And so uh, let's start off from the top. Like what what does deliverance mean to you? And, and why do you think it's important to know the context of what deliverance means? Well, deliverance is definitely a heavy, heavy subject. Um, one that I feel like is the best kept secret. And uh, we, which is why we're here today to, to shed more light on it. And if you don't mind, I'd like to even pray us in because it is, it is such a heavy subject. We need to be prayed up before we, before we dive into it. Go ahead. I got you. All right. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to set the captives free tonight, Father God. We know that your word speaks about deliverance, about spiritual warfare, about what we need to do to handle unclean spirits and demonic spirits. So we just bind all the uh, enemy airwaves from trying to cause any havoc, from trying to um, cause any distractions on the line tonight because we know, Father God, that you are in control and that you want to get the glory out of this. You want us to set the captives free by giving a word from on high, the most high God, whose son is Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And so we just thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit right now in the room where Julian is, in the room where I am, and all throughout the airwaves where the listeners are listening that someone may get a word and, and receive your salvation tonight. Someone who's already saved would be encouraged tonight, and someone would get the steps and understanding about deliverance and be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love it. All right. All right. So now what was the question again? <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. We had to start it off live, y'all. But uh, G. Renee, I was asking uh, why is uh, deliverance important, whether you're a believer or even a non-believer? And uh, what would you define a deliverance as? 
First of all, I would say the definition for deliverance is um, you're removing hindrances, spiritual hindrances. So you definitely want to have already received Jesus Christ as your savior in order to receive his deliverance because deliverance is when there's demonic torment or there could be generational curses involved that came in throughout the bloodline where you didn't even have anything to do with it. Sometimes because of our own sins, we can cause demonic torment or demonic uh, attachments to our lives. And so what we want to do is um, just make people aware that deliverance is available. It's a situation where you don't have to say, oh, well, I'll always be like this. I'll always be sad or I'll always be an angry person or I'll always be an abusive person, whatever that thing is, or I'll always have an addiction to alcohol. These are some of the things that people have sometimes given up and said, um, this is just me. And you know, you know, they may have even said, my parents are like this, so I'm hopeless. But that's not true. You know, I'm here tonight to to say that there is hope, there is deliverance, and I have plenty of examples of where the Lord has used me to help um, set people free from various addictions and demonic oppression. Um, and I even have, you know, my own testimonies and things. So it's just about at this point, I feel like bringing awareness because you know we're constantly hearing about people going through this and that, even depression. This is a time of year where there's a lot of suicidal attempts. Yeah, and um, I just always think about some of the the testimonies that I've had come back from other people who have sought deliverance ministry, received the deliverance from suicide, from suicidal thoughts. And they have just like, now they've gone on to, for example, one young lady has gone on to be a counselor herself. Wow. And, you know, to set other people free from depression. And she was at the door of suicide one night when she reached out and called me and we prayed and we cast that spirit of suicide out. And that's just one of many examples. And um, we just look forward to, to having far more examples. I love it. I love it. And of course, we're going to dive uh, into the whole um, topic of discussion when it comes to the church and deliverance. But uh, let's stay in the context, G. Renee, of just building the foundation for tonight's episode for like people who are not believers in uh, Yahshua, uh, Jesus Christ, or even God. Like, why Why do you think a lot of people who are non-believers shun or even um, sort of are turned off by the term deliverance? And also, uh, why, um, why should they want to be tuned in, as you were just saying, to know why they need deliverance even? Well, for one thing, if if a person doesn't believe in Jesus, then they're, they're not going to believe in the things that Jesus believed in. Mm. Clearly, throughout the scriptures, Jesus dealt with demons. He didn't just let them manifest and get away with it. He if they were in his presence or someone called him and said, hey, you know, come over here, check this out. This person is dealing with a demon. He dealt with it and he wants us to deal with it. But if you don't believe in the word of God, then you don't understand spiritual warfare. You don't understand spiritual things. And of course, there are many believers who don't understand spiritual things. And that that, again, is another message that really needs to be talked about more in the church, outside of the church, wherever uh, there's a gathering of people and an assembly. And, you know, an assembly can be two or more. It needs to be talked about that. Um, the, the, there's truth in the word of God. The Holy Spirit does exist and Jesus does exist. And he wants us to deal with the demonic because, I mean, 
most of the problems you see in society is coming from, from evil. If you think about it, there's a kingdom of light and then there's a kingdom of darkness. And right. those two are constantly butting heads and they're constantly clashing. So that's the first thing that if people can understand that, okay, then once they they begin to understand spiritual warfare, they begin to see how it's affecting their life, how it's affecting their children, their spouses, their church members, their parishioners. And like I said, unfortunately, it's just not talked about much, even amongst believers. And, and it's, it's just the best kept secret. And I'm determined to to not keep it a secret anymore. That's That's been my mission to spread the word about not only salvation, but deliverance. In other words, let's not wait for Jesus Christ to return or wait to die and go to heaven. What are we going to do while we're here now? He wants us to live an abundant life now. And that starts right here, cleaning out the heart, cleaning out our soul and our spirits so that we can be walking our purpose and be a productive believer while we're here. Absolutely. And it's important just like you said, to be effective while we're here, because this life is literally a blink of an eye. Um, but let's let's talk about G. Renee. How did you find out about the about um, deliverance and who taught you? Did you get trained by someone? Did you just go to the scriptures? How did you find out about what deliverance is, especially in accordance to uh, being a believer? Wow. Well, this is probably one of my greatest testimonies. Um, Jesus trained me himself. I mean, he like literally threw me in the ring <laughs> with the person that was dealing with demons. And I didn't know what was going on. And I'll tell you, and there's no shame in it anymore. Um, it was actually one of my sons. And um, he was, when I first noticed something was going on with him, he, it was probably about 15 months old. And I, I thought, okay, some, something's different. Something, something's going on here. Um, but I couldn't put my fingers on it. I, like I said, I grew up in the church, but I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare. didn't know anything about demons, unclean spirits. And so I just thought, well, maybe he had some type of um, personality disorder is the way they term it in psychology, or maybe it was bipolar, or maybe it was schizophrenia. I was like, we couldn't, my husband nor I, like, we couldn't figure it out. And the daycare centers couldn't figure it out either. And neither could our extended family members. Like people didn't even want to babysit him is how bad that his behavior was. And so um, what happened was he got kicked out of three different daycare centers, which was unheard of. Again, you know, you may have heard of people getting suspended from middle school. You might get suspended or expelled from high school, but I just never heard anybody getting put out of daycare. So after the time, uh, both my husband and I were working outside of the house and I just kept getting the phone calls. You know, they always gonna call the mama first. Always. So the, yeah, so the directors of the daycare centers, one, two, three, and by the time we got to the third one, they they too were calling. You gotta come pick him up. Stop mm. what you're doing, stop. I don't care if you're at work, come get him. We can't handle him. To, it was to the point where he was throwing chairs at people. I'm not talking about your average, you know, two, three-year-old temper tantrum. I'm talking about serious violence issues. Mm. And so, um, and even at home, I recognized the violence. He was, you know, there was one, one thing I, I particularly remember was when um, we were, we were in, our, in my room and I had reprimanded him for something. 
And he grabbed a hammer that happened to be sitting on the dresser and started coming at me with this hammer, okay? Wow. And growling. And again, I'd never seen anything like that. It sounds like something you see in the movies. Right. So I'm like backing up, you know, like, put the hammer down. What's going on? He was three at this time, okay? A three-year-old with a hammer growling. And so I just, you know, at that point, I'm like, okay, it's got something else. Something's going on. Something's really going on. So we've been, you know, we've been praying. We've been praying, Lord, help this child. Help him. He's, you know, I want to pull my hair out. And we've been praying. It was about a good three years and mm. did not see change. It seemed to be like it was getting worse, actually, until one day my husband was in the word and he was reading um, Mark, the book of Mark. And the Lord particularly had him to key in on Mark 9. And if you start around the 14th verse, that's when it really gets good. Because it talked about a boy that was doing similar things, uh, just basically had behavior problems. Okay. And so the, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but the father brought his son to the disciples initially to, you know, try to figure out, you know, can y'all pray for this boy? Do something. Right. And, and so um, I'm going to come back to that scripture. But let me just now tell you after my husband read the whole scripture and he brought it to me and he said, you know, Renee, this scripture talks about a little boy that had a demon. He was demon possessed. He said, I think, I think that's what our son has. Wow. And, and I, I said, oh no. Now I got pride. I was prideful, you know, I, and I just thought, oh no, you know, no son, no child of mine had, could have a demon. Like, cause again, I had never really heard much about that other than something that's in the movies, right. something that's just really dark and evil. It's like, the Exorcist, right? Yeah, like something like that. And I never and I didn't ever really see the exorcist because my parents were really strict. We weren't allowed to go see rated R movies, but right. I heard about it and okay. I knew it wasn't good. <laughs> and so um long story short, I um I, I was just prideful that night and I didn't want to accept that that was a problem. I almost would have rather heard them say, Oh no, just you know, put them put them on some medic medicine for you know some psychiatric disorder or something. Right. But, you know, over the period of the next few days, the Lord dealt with my heart and he said, OK, you want to keep dealing with, you know, these behavior problems. You can keep dealing with them the way you've been dealing with them, because we've taken them to different doctors and different psychiatrists and to no avail. <clears throat> Excuse me. So after a few days, I accepted um, what the Lord, what the Lord showed Daryl in Mark nine and um I said, this has got to be it. So there were clear instructions in Mark 9 that said um, these type of things don't come out without prayer and fasting. Okay, yeah. now you got to make sure you're reading the right version of the Bible because the later the versions, the, 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 I noticed they dropped the word fasting. Right. <laughs> but the older versions of the Bible, kept the word. It says, so prayer and fasting, keyword, keyword. And so I said, all right, we got our marching orders. We've been praying. Mm. Now we need to add fasting. So we did a 21 day fast. And on that 21st day, my God, life changing. On that 21st day, I got a chance to get introduced to deliverance. So to answer your question, let me tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. um, my husband was going to church 
He was already at church that morning. He went to the early service. And my plans was to bring the boys to the later service because, you know, he had to be at two services. And, you know, I just wanted to come to one service with, with the boys. Right. So I'm at home in the bed sleep and the one of the sons came in the room, the one that was going through the issues, came in the room and he said, Mommy, my, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. So I just figured, you know, he's hungry. And I'm not thinking about the fact that this is the 21st day of the fast. I wasn't thinking about that at the time. Right. But And I really didn't know what to, what to expect on the 21st day anyway. But he came in the room and he said, my stomach hurts. And so I just I gave him a banana and I figured he was just hungry. And um, he grabbed a banana, ate it, right. and laid down next to me and put his head down and, and um, was he was attempting to go back to sleep. But he uh, popped his head back up a few minutes later and said, but mommy, my stomach still hurts. Mm. And I said, uh, well, I didn't say anything because that was when I heard the Holy Spirit speak so clearly because one you know one thing about fasting is you're going to hear him clearer Absolutely. and so i heard him say so clearly y'all he said now i want you to cast that demon out of him y'all i had never done this before all i have all i knew was what i saw what happened in mark nine and i was like looking around like you're talking to me but immediately i didn't hesitate and i just said what the holy spirit told me to say I said, I command you foul spirit of the devil to come out of him in the name of Jesus. And immediately he fell to the floor, y'all. And it was like he was going through this spiritual experience. The demons didn't, they were mad. They didn't want to come out, but they were coming out. And his eyes were rolling to the back of his head. His um, lips were um, starting to turn pale, like they were losing color. He was foaming at the mouth. He was, um, it was at first, it was like a white foam that was coming out, and then it kind of like turned into this green stuff oozing out of his mouth. Wow. I've never, ever, ever seen anything like this before. But then the Holy Spirit still talking to me, saying, This is exactly what happened to the boy in Mark 9. It said he was foaming at the mouth, and it said he was gnashing, there was gnashing of the teeth. There's two different accounts of this in the Bible because it also, um, Matthew gives the same account. So they may, the words may be slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's very, very much the same. And, um, and, and so at this point, I'm like, I'm freaking out because he's on the floor and he's spazzing out and I've never seen this before, but, I, but I'm thinking, wow, something is working, it's working, like something is working. Right. And then he went limp. And when he went limp, it was um, as if he looked as if he was dead. Holy Spirit reminded me that's what happened to the boy in Mark 9. It mm -hmm. looked as if he was dead, but he obviously wasn't dead. And right. so, but the natural part of me, like fear kind of started creeping in because I was like, okay, now what do I do? Like, you know, I need to rush him to the to the doctor or you know, what what's going on? And so I got um my other son dressed and, and I picked up um the son that was spazzing out, rushed him off in the car, made a quick phone call. To the church told them to tell my husband to meet me at, at the doctor's office and um it was you know one of those i won't say the name of the facility but it was one of those facilities that's open on sunday and so we get there and they um the doctor saw still saw like the green stuff dripping out of his mouth okay and the doctor was very concerned because he said when he he learned in medical school that when you see green 
it's mean. And and he and that it, he could possibly have to do a surgery if his intestines had ruptured. That was his main concern. So wow. the doctor so the doctor wanted to run some tests. And while the doctor was running the test, we were just in the room praying, worshiping, singing praise songs to the Lord, and just believing for his healing because we knew that something something was happening, um, and we just believed God. And so. Sure enough, after about an hour and a half of running tests, the doctor came back in the room and said, the test looked fine to me. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's like, just let's just chop this up, up as a vomiting illness. And, and right about that, around that same time, my son's countenance started clearing up. His The, the color in his lips returned. His eyes were vibrant again. And he was looking actually better than before. And um, so we took him home and, excuse me, and there was um, just an, a remarkable change in his behavior instantly. I mean, all of the, the one hour long on the floor, screaming tantrums, throwing chairs, throwing stuff, saying no, no, no. Like every answer used to be no. Now everything was yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know, yes. You know, let's. it's time to eat. Okay, yes, mommy. It's time to go to bed. Yes, mommy. And so anything that um it was like the opposite i didn't even recognize him i oh. I, I didn't rep recognize him as the same child it was it was astonishing and i was even able to um ask the daycare center the last daycare center who had put him out if they would be willing to take him back and wow. they they thought about it <laughs> they, they didn't say yes right away but they talked amongst themselves and they they believed my my story because they, they were familiar with spiritual warfare, thank God. And so he went back. And when he went back, they said, this is not the same child. What did you do to him? What did y'all do to him? Right. And, and can you come up here and do it to a couple of other children? <laughs> <laughs> so now the testimony is he is grown, fully grown in his early 20s, got a college degree, working a full-time job and believes in Jesus. And he is very, very loving, very compassionate young man of God. And I just, I just give God all the glory. And if he did it for him, he can do it for, for anyone. And I've, and I've seen him do it for, for many other people as well. But that's how I got in. God threw me in the ring. Hmm. That's how I got into deliverance. And let's, and let's backpedal with that. For one, we appreciate you being vulnerable to share uh, your story, especially about one of your your uh, your young kings that you helped to raise. And uh, that's that's definitely something that a lot of parents uh, may try to keep on the hush hush. So first and foremost, we commend you uh, for, again, sharing your testimony boldly with us. But let's backtrack towards, uh, like you said, when you saw the change in the behavior, like what were some of the immediate things that um, the Holy Spirit had given you in order to know that this is not my son, but that this is something that has taken over or hijacked your son? Like what were some immediate things uh, just so some parents or even uh, people that may be uh, dealing with someone in their household that could possibly be under attack with this? Like what were some things that stood out? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that back because I did rush through that part of the story. Um, he the some of the behavioral challenges was that he literally would just 
start screaming for no reason for like hours at a time. And, mm. and it wasn't your normal temper tantrum because we had another child that we saw to be quote unquote, you know, normal. And he didn't fall on the ground and scream for hours and hours and, hours. and nobody did anything to him. You know what I mean? It could just be like, you said, okay, it's time to go take your bath now. No, no, no. And just fall out, just screaming. Like didn't want to do, it was like oppositional defiance. And wow. Everything was no, everything. And it was going to turn into a big fight. I just thank God we all made it out alive. And, and there's that, there's that verse that everybody wanted to throw at us. that talks about don't spoil the child, spoil the child, spare the rod, spoil the child. And no, he, he got his share of spankings, trust me, but they, they did not help. And so that's when I knew it was a spiritual issue and not a physical issue. Um, he also, the day that my husband recognized something was, it was spiritual in addition to what he read in the word, but he had to pick him up from daycare one time. You know, usually I told you they always called me to come pick him up. But there was one day when my husband actually had to come pick him up from daycare prior to the deliverance. And they were like, we can't control him. He just hollering and screaming and throwing stuff at everybody. He was stepping on, like literally stomping on other kids' feet, throwing chairs at teachers and just talking back, saying things like, I'm going to run you over with my green van or my, or my mom is going to run you over with her green van. Just Ooh. crazy stuff. But that day when my husband picked him up, he took him to the bathroom thinking that he was going to give him a spanking, but he realized that he saw something in his eyes. You know, the eyes are the windows of the soul, right? Eyes never lie. Tell him, man. And so he could see that evil thing glaring through his eyes and he was growling and just shaking and growling mm. at my husband. And then that's when my husband, he's like, you know what this this is this is some type of this is like a devil or something, you know. This is not my child. And he didn't on that occasion. He didn't spank him because that was when he really started realizing we got to deal with this differently now because obviously the spankings weren't helping. Absolutely. So, those are just a few of the examples. I tried to forget about most of it because it was so traumatizing to yeah, me. Bad things that he used to do, like it literally was traumatizing to me. So I try to forget about all the details. I, I should have journaled it, but I'm telling you, y'all, just just know if he got picked, kicked out of three daycare centers, it had to be bad, right? It was a problem. It was a problem. It was a problem. He was definitely he was on, yeah, he was definitely on that Dennis the Menace, as as they say, uh, Renee. But, but yeah, he could have had a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you, were able, you were able to hold in there because a lot of parents would have gave up, but you and your husband, y'all, y'all held in there and definitely. Knew I had how. to quit my job. I had to quit my job to wow. hang in there. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, that that goes to show that uh, you knew, uh, especially in reference to not giving up on your son, and to know uh, to know at that time that you needed to turn to God because it was yes. above, above your natural thinking. It was definitely needing to be taken to the spirit, the spiritual ways of thinking. And so, shout yeah. out uh, to you as a parent, especially. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, come back to. Your testimony, Renee, really quick. We just want to give a quick mm -hmm. shout out to uh, the official sponsor of tonight's episode. Uh, we definitely want to give and uh, pay uh, homage to our special um, sponsor. We are doing sponsors every single episode for uh, 2020. 
Uh, tonight's official sponsor is KeithKnows.net. Uh, he has a lifestyle online magazine. Uh, this is one of my mentors. He's actually been on the segment uh, previously this year. And so we just wanted to make sure to uh, give a quick uh, shout out to uh, Keith Knows. Uh, he goes by the government name of Keith Hill, uh, but his um, his name in the streets, especially here in Atlanta is Keith Knows because Keith knows about what everything um, that is happening in the city of Atlanta from culture uh, to uh, anything dealing with concerts, festivals, um, different business events, marketing events, networking events. Uh, Keith knows exactly uh, what's happening in the city of Atlanta. So we just wanted to give a quick shout out uh, to KeithKnows.net. You can go and check out his online magazine. And he also is in the process right now of having volunteer services uh, to supply your volunteer needs at festivals, concerts, and also special events. And so uh, we appreciate Keith Knows for being our official sponsor for this week's episodes. And so let's bring Renee back so we can get uh, heavy into diving more into this topic uh, for today uh, because we are talking about the importance of deliverance, y'all. Uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us in the, in the actual live party and in the main live stream. Uh, we're here with Renee, uh, G. Renee, uh, speaking about her testimony and how she even came into this this uh, realm of deliverance. And you were telling us, Renee, that in order to have the eyes to know uh, that your son was not your son uh, at this particular time, you said that you went on a fast. So uh, yeah. let's dive into talking about what type of fast was it? And also for those that don't know what a fast is, um, just break down uh, why it's important to fast, especially even if you're a non-believer, to, to still participate in fasting. Absolutely. Fasting is it's really, it's not like you're trying to get an answer, um, like you're trying to get a favor from God. Like, okay, if I do this for you, will you do this for me? It's That's not what you're trying to do, it's more that you're trying to develop your, your intimacy with, with the Father, that you can hear clearer, see clearer in the realm of the Spirit, and, and, and where you're not putting all of your attention on what's going on around you on a day-to-day -day basis, the more mundane things as much as you are like, okay, let me key into the realm of the Spirit. Like, what is God saying? What is he, what am I missing? Why can't I, I understand what this problem is, this challenge that is before me? A lot of times we try to figure out with our head knowledge or with our, we think, oh, well, I got this degree and that degree, I should be able to figure out everything. But no, I mean, we need to be able to hear from the Father, the heart of God for ourselves, because you can't depend on even, you know, like necessarily church leaders or someone who may say, oh, uh, I'm a prophet or I'm an apostle, even though oftentimes you can get a very good word from an apostle, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors. But what are you going to do about your relationship with God and being able to hear him for yourself? So we have to die to the flesh. And the best way to do that is, is put your plate aside for a few meals, maybe even a few days. And some people do it from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm. And, you know, may eat a, a well-balanced meal uh, later on that evening. But um, basically, you're denying your flesh the things that you would normally just delve right into um, 
without thinking about it. You want to really key in on what is God saying, not what is my flesh saying. And so that was how in this instance and many other instances when I fasted, I've been able to hear clearly. And sometimes it'll just be the simple strategy that you'll hear from him as a result of you fasting, even your dream life. And right. You and I have talked about the power of um, dreams, how God can speak to us in dreams, sometimes symbolically, sometimes it's actual, um, where he's going to give you a good strategy for how to handle this thing. Or sometimes he'll even show you people's hearts, who to stay away from because they may have bad intentions or bad motives against you, who who not to go into business with. Because, mm. you know, there, there are times when people have said, hey, you know, if, if we do this business together, you know, you'll make X, Y, Z, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And sure, it sounds good. Right. <laughs> you know, Satan is, is, is good at make, painting a picture and making things look really good. Right. And you got to have your dis discernment and antenna on. You know, Corinthians 12 talks about the gift of discernment. And one thing I noticed about fasting is that it definitely helps increase that gift, being able to discern the, the spirits and know whether something is the Holy Spirit or whether it's the evil spirit that's trying to get you in the covenant. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot you can say about fasting. Plenty of books have been written. Well, in fasting. Yeah, we definitely wanted to give them a basic foundation principle. Yeah. You know, we're coming into the new year. A lot of churches uh, do participate in the Daniel fast at the at the That's beginning right. of February. But even for those uh, that are not churched or that are not in church or not believers, uh, there still is important uh, features, as you heard Renee G. Renee say, uh, that comes to fasting, y'all. And so mm -hmm. uh, we did have a question come in, uh, Renee, uh, mm -hmm. from our sister Tanya. I'm gonna put her question on the on the screen for us to answer. Tanya, we hey, appreciate your questions. We appreciate you, sis. We love you. Uh, but for those that do have other questions, feel free to type them in the comments thread. We'll get to them shortly. But Tanya said, why don't churches talk about or encourage deliverance? So let's go ahead and unmask the church, the church in, in deliverance, uh, Renee. Let's let's dive into that. I should have known Tanya was going to try to start something. <laughs> here with the hard questions off the top. So we're going to talk about the church. Well, I, I believe from, from what I've observed, um, not only in real life circumstances, but also in the word that, you know, we're dealing with these, oftentimes you're dealing with these religious spirits with the Pharisee, Sadducee sort of uh, mindset. Mm. And so that is based off of man-made rules, man-made ideas where they think they got it all together. They think that their way is the only way because that's the way my daddy taught me, my mama taught me, and or I was trained in theological seminary school and that's, this has got to be it. There's, I can't hear from anybody else. There's got, there's no other way because I already got my stuff together. And in reality, that's a demon within itself. Mm. The spirit of um, pride, Leviathan and religion tend to work hand in hand together to keep you from hearing the true spirit of God, from being able to, to, to be filled with the spirit and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, 
you know, that is a demon within itself, to be honest with you. It keeps you from hearing spiritually. You're just more is head knowledge. And when I say that, like you literally, I've known people who they could quote the whole Bible from front to cover, tell you where to find it, which book, chapter and verse. But if you ask them, but what did the Holy Spirit say on how to interpret that book, chapter and verse? Because you got to have both. What do you say? Spirit and in truth. Absolutely. So if you got one without the other, you're in trouble. So to answer your question, Pastor Tanya, uh yeah, yeah it's the spirit of religion they don't they don't want you to know about spiritual things they just want you to just stick to their script yeah yeah and that's true and that's true and even um let's 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 uh peel back a little bit and then we go of course dive heavily into the churches as, as we get um towards the end of the interview let's talk about like even when it comes to uh the new age the new age beliefs of popularizing let's say um, all of the demonic activity, the spiritual, uh, normal activities, uh, things that we see in a lot of the scary movies nowadays. It's not just like uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s with Texas Chainsaw Massacres and Halloween, they're actually having a lot of uh, paranormal activity uh, that's occurring. So uh, what are your thoughts on that as Hollywood and even the media is sort of uh, like taking a a left turn when it comes to deliverance and even uh, the process of tackling the spirit realm for the younger uh, generation to, to sort of be, um, have to make a decision on whether they believe in the spirit realm or not. Like talk about your opinion on that, Renee. Okay, so basically when you started off with that question, you talked about the new age, that's, that's a big, big, big problem. It is a growing problem. It is a big problem in the church and outside of the church. Mm. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess you you could say, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of scriptures that you can see that it goes all the way back to, in other words, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Mm. Like, let's just talk about what I've seen here. My God, let me tell y'all, there are people in the church practicing witchcraft, mm. or women and men, it doesn't discriminate. And they are thinking that they have all the power. That, again, remember we talked about the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. Ooh. And um, God, Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the good news is they won't prevail, but they, it certainly does look like in many instances that they've gotten um, ahead of the game because they're coming in and they're even teaching yoga, Ricky, um, help me out. Um, there's numerous uh, tricks and deceptions and they're giving even psychic readings, um, whether it be, you know, now you can, people can get on online. It used to be, they used to have those 1-800 numbers. Absolutely. And now they can get online and get their fortune read and that's, that's not that's not of God. That that's going to bring demonic uh, attachments into the life of whether you're a believer or a non-believer. You are bringing demons into your life when you start dabbling in the occult. When you start dabbling in the kingdom of darkness and not God's kingdom, you're bringing you're bringing curses and demons into your life, 
And if it, it's not, you're not going to pay. Some people have done it thinking that initially they're going to get power. Hey, if I go over here and do this, this sort of thing with this person, um, this dabbling in their cult, they're thinking that they're going to, you know, a lot of times they'll put a deal together. They'll even say, okay, if you do this and we can either heal you or yeah. bring you some money. It's always a deal. It's always a deal, right? It's Renee? always a deal. But how many of you know the devil doesn't tell you the, the whole story? Because mm. there's also something that you're going to have to give up that you weren't thinking you were going to have to give up. Usually somebody you love or that that area where you thought you were going to be healed. Now you are riddled with some other type of disease because mm. you, got it, you got in the covenant with the enemy. He doesn't play fair. He makes it look really good, but he doesn't play fair. And so then we've had people to come to us who need deliverance after having made the mistake of getting involved with other people who were operating in darkness. Sometimes, you know, they were just deceived. I mean, we've all been deceived at some point in our lives, right? The, the key thing now is what are we going to do about it? it? It's never too late to repent. And I highly encourage everyone to repent if you've gotten involved in darkness, whether it was knowingly or unknowingly. Because time is time is short, you know. Nobody knows how. And, and the Bible clearly says that um, those who practice witchcraft will not inherit the kingdom of God. Idolaters will not inherit the kingdom of God. So anytime you put anything and anybody above the Word of God, above the truth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you're you're gonna lose. And um, He didn't come for us to lose. He came for us to win. So. You know, let's get let's get healed and delivered with the power of the Most High God, Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ. Yes, and let's and let's stay with that point to, there too, because I know we do have, as you know, a lot of folks that are not uh, believers like us, Renee. But what if someone is definitely sensing what you're talking about is legit, even if they are not a believer? Like, what are some of the first steps that they need to take in order to receive deliverance? And what would you what would you say to them if they are listening and they are definitely sensing that there's a problem that they have going on, uh, whether it's in their life, in their house, in their family, and they want to basically start that that motion moving forward for deliverance? How would you walk them through that? Well, if you do not believe, I highly encourage you to take a, an assessment of your life and, and just ask yourself, how, how's it working for me? How are things working for me right now? I mean, if you got it all under control and you know, like, hey, you probably wouldn't even be watching right now if you already got it all figured out, right? But if you have a, even a shadow of doubt that is something I'm missing, is something I'm missing, I would encourage you to seek um, the father in your private time and just ask them, you know, you don't have to say any fancy religious prayers, ask them, father, if you're real, if Jesus is real, show me, mm. show, show me, show me. Mm. When I've, uh, there's so many stories of atheists that have asked that question and, and he shows them. And many people have come out of atheism and agnosticism because they ask that question. And when he shows you, then you can accept 
his truth, accept his glory, accept his mercy, accept his salvation and, and then deliverance. Because one thing I have to tell you, Julian, is that I would not lead anybody through deliverance. And when I say deliverance, I mean casting out unclean spirits if they have not believed on Jesus Christ as their savior. Absolutely. Because I would be doing them a disservice. Right. They're, the demons are going to come back. And yeah. they're going to come back worse. And and because there's nothing, nothing or no one to kick them out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I wouldn't, to be honest with you, I mean, that's kind of an oxymoron. I could not, I couldn't do it if they didn't believe. I could not, I don't recommend deliverance if you don't first believe. I mean, Jesus believed in demons and we need to believe in what he believed in, who his enemy was to be able to um, to kick them out. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real right there. And even let's, let's uh, put it on the opposite foot, Renee, about the believers uh, that, yeah. may, that may be afraid of seeing while they were growing up in their church, the hooting and the hollering, the rolling yeah. around on the floor, uh, at the at the the Pentecostal and Baptist churches, uh, we we appreciate y'all, but some of those churches have definitely scorned uh, the the newer believers that are just coming into the the, the kingdom and, and the fold. Like talk about uh, what should believers in 2019 uh, do if they know that they are needing deliverance, and especially someone in their household uh, is needing deliverance. How would you walk them through that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, it's, it's not really about a denomination. I'm, I'm not in a denomination right now myself. Um, I'm just um, in, in relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, but as far as walking them through it, um, there are certain steps that you want to go to if you notice a family member um, or if it's yourself that is experiencing um, demonic interference, demonic hindrances, usually you're gonna need to go to talk to someone who has had some experience with this um, because you know you could you could really um, you you might not you might miss it. You might not be able to see where was the entry point? Mm. Was it from the the generations before you, the ancestors sin that caused the entry point as it talks about in Exodus 20 verse five, or was it your own sin that maybe you don't even know that is a sin? You know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, is it um, because of the abuse and the trauma you suffered when you were a child where the, the demons entered through trauma, which we see a lot mm. and you're dealing with not only the abuse, but rejection and, and spirits of abandonment. And it's the enemy has just done a really good job of blinding people from being able to see the entry points. In other words, the root causes. So a lot of times it is good to have another believer who understands deliverance and spiritual warfare to help walk you through it. Okay, there are several steps. One, we're gonna deal with the generational cycles some people call them curses. Two, we're going to deal with um, your own sin, ask you to walk um, into repentance. Walk and repent means to turn away from. You can't yeah. just be, like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep doing this thing. And every day I do it, I'm just going to ask God to forgive me. No, you got to turn away from right. it for purity's sake, right? And then um, three, we're going to deal with your belief systems. So there are some mm. people who believe, well, I hate all black people or I hate all white people. 
or I hate all women or I hate all men um, right. because of what happened to them when they were a child. And so we got to change some belief systems. Otherwise, you're not going to get delivered. Ah, and how can I forget? Very, very important. We got to make sure that you understand the power of forgiveness. You can't mm. be walking in unforgiveness or bitterness. And the thing about that is there's really three areas where you need to, to look at forgiveness. One is, have you forgiven yourself? A lot of people have not forgiven themselves from things that happened to them in their past um, or that they did in their past. Uh, two, you need to forgive others. And forgiveness doesn't mean you let, quote unquote, the abuser keep abusing you, but it just means that you made up in your mind to release them for God to handle. Mm. And you do with you and you let God deal with them. And thirdly, the one that surprises a lot of people is that um, sometimes we got to forgive God. So there's a lot of people that are angry with okay. God because things didn't go the way they thought they should have gone. And they and they blame God. And the thing about it is, it's not God's fault. Mm. Everything only good comes from God. It was, again, the kingdom of darkness that brought evil into this world. Mm. So. Um, you got to let the blame lay where the blame really should lay, you know, um, and 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 then ask God to help you um, break through to be able to see and hear or send you the right people that mm. can help you see and hear spiritually what's really going on. You know what's I think it's this. But nine times out of 10, you know, when people we have people fill out an application for deliverance ministry before they come to us. Right. And then you put one thing on the paper when they're answering the question that they think their problem is X, Y, Z. Right. Right. And those are just the symptoms. Mm. But when they get in there to the deliverance ministry and the Holy Spirit is talking to them and to the deliverance ministers, they begin to realize this is something even deeper than that. There's something below the surface. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will remind the person. Well, you remember that thing that happened when you were two, three, four or five years old? Uh, let's deal with that because everything that happened after that really built on that very first experience, whether it was sexual molestation or physical and, or abandonment. And stay with that point right there, Renee, too. And then mm -hmm. we'll get to Amadi's question uh, as we get ready to wind down shortly. But why do you think a lot of people only deal with the symptoms rather than going directly to the root and, and to uh, get the cure uh, in order to resolve that issue uh, versus staying surface level and just concentrating on treating the symptoms. Why do you think believers, especially, and even non-believers that don't believe in Yahshua, like why do you think they just concentrate on the surface instead of going deep when it comes to the uh, Probably three things, ignorance, deception, and unbelief. Mm. Um, you know, and, and all of those are spirits, by the way. Um, let's start with the spirit of deception. You know, the enemy is the biggest deceiver. He's the father of lies. So he's going to try to, for the best of his ability to keep that thing hidden from you, to keep the truth of the matter of that root cause of the problem hidden. And he'll do whatever he can to hide it and to deceive you. And that's why I'm big on exposure um, and I'm big on being transparent, um, starting with being transparent with God. Um, a lot of times people don't even they're not even transparent with God about what's hurting them. Um, 
And then ignorance, you know, the word says, and my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Um, if you don't know, again, you just don't know. So it's best to try to get in the know. And um, and, and the only way you can, can do that, again, start by asking the Father to show you. And then ask him, you know, if there are some people he wants to send in your life to um, show you more based on their experiences and based on them teaching the word of God, then yeah. be open to that. Just don't remain ignorant, you know? Mm. And then um, the third thing was unbelief. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes because people have been let, quote unquote, let down so many times, they didn't get their prayer answered. There are people who really made a decision a long time ago. I'm just, I just don't believe anymore. I just, not, right. necessarily, not necessarily I don't believe in God anymore, but I just don't believe he cares about me. I just don't believe that I'll ever change. I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in deliverance. I don't believe, I just, it, it's a spirit that causes people to just, they don't want to believe anything else because they get hurt before. But, you know, it, it, that was the enemy. The enemy will send hurts in our lives to discourage us from believing and, and to not have faith anymore. Mm. And you know, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And we're going to be miserable if we don't, if we don't keep the faith. So if, if you at least got a mustard seed amount of it, hold on to it, y'all hold on. Cause you know, you, God wants to heal and deliver you. He really, he really does. Don't give up. I'm a witness. Like I was depressed for a total of, of see, 2000, 12 years, 12 years total. Mm. And I literally was on antidepressants. And, you know, I just kept, I cried out to God. I was like, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I know something's wrong. This is not me, Lord. I want to my purpose. I want to, you know, be about something for your glory, for your kingdom. And I just, you know, there were many days I woke up and I, it just was a challenge just to get up and walk to the bathroom. I was under a lot of I was under a lot of spiritual attacks, wow. and more and more and more and more, God exposes to me the root causes of those attacks. It just amazes me. Um, but I'm just so glad in 2010 I was able to break free from depression because someone led me through deliverance. Yes. You know, somebody was able to see something that I couldn't see because I was in bondage. I was in I was being held captive spiritually. Mm. And someone was able to lead me through deliverance and I was able to get off of antidepressants. And so I've been off of depressants. It'll be in 2020. It'll be 10 years. Praise God. And, yeah. And, and 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 so for anyone who's sitting there saying, I'm just going to always be like this. No, don't stop confessing that mm. you need. You need to believe that you can be healed and delivered and set free. From that spirit of heaviness and, and i just i just want to pray right now i just feel led i just anybody watching that has been in bondage and captivity to the spirit of heaviness which is depression i just i bind that spirit right now in the name of jesus i come against heaviness i cancel this assignment against you against your purpose against yes you will you will rise up and, and declare the glory and the victory of the Lord. You will rise up and, and receive your healing. You will love again. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You are loved. You are loved. He mm. never stopped loving you. He never mm. forsake you. He will never forsake you. You gave up, but he hasn't given up on you. Mm. 
Stay strong. Stay strong. You're gonna you can come out of this in the name of Jesus. And I just pour into you the, the spirit of joy. Put on the garment of joy, put on the garment of praise, mm. and that joy is gonna rise up on you. It's mm. gonna rise up on you again. We just we 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 cancel that assignment of heaviness and depression right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, amen. Love it. I love it. Amen. Let's uh, let's let's pivot real quick, Renee, as we get ready to shut it down in a second. To Amadi, Amadi J, we appreciate you also asking the question. She said, "Thank you, Renee, for your obedience and speaking about this topic and sharing your testimony." Uh, she asked, uh, "Is deliverance always immediate, or in some instances, is deliverance from some demonic spirits and strongholds a process?" And then she has a part two to that, but let's stay with that first point. Uh, so, do you think? is always immediate or is it uh, instances of deliverance from some demonic spirits and strongholds of process first? I've seen both, Amadi. Thank you for asking that question. I've seen both. I've seen it be instant and I've also seen it be a process. In both cases, it requires some uh, uh, submission on the part of the person who wants to receive healing and deliverance. So some degree of deliver, um, surrendering your pride, if you will, um, but it it really it really depends. Um, again, fasting definitely helps in the case of, in the case of our son. It was um, 21 days once we made up our mind. You know, okay, we got to fast, but you know we had been praying prior to that. Um, I've seen cases where I've been, someone's called me on the phone and they've been on, in another another state. And they said, you know, I'm, I'm, can you pray with me? I'm just, I'm feeling sad. And they didn't even mm. tell me at the time, they didn't even tell me that they actually were contemplating suicide. But wow. the, the more I stayed on the phone with them and prayed, the Holy Spirit began to show me the different spirits that were attacking that person. And before we got off the phone, it ended up being like 17 different spirits that I had wow. to call out. And with the last one, the last one was actually taunting me and was, you know, didn't want to come out, but it ended, I asked the Holy Spirit, I was like, what is like, what is it? And he showed me like a picture of a coffin and that was symbolic. He was trying to show me, cast out the spirit of death, premature death out of this person. Mm. who was contemplating suicide. And then when I called that out, the next thing I know, they literally just let out this loud scream. The spirit let out a scream. Wow. It, had, it had to go. And um, that person, you know, was was restored and is now walking in their calling as a, a, a psychologist with their own practice, helping other people. Mm. Um, for her, I guess you could say it was instant. You know, she just picked up the phone and called and we prayed it through. Um, but it just really depends, Amadi. As every, no case is the same. I've seen so many different cases and you just have to walk it out. And then even after, after the deliverance, you still got to walk it out to maintain it. You right. know, and, and, and those of us who are in deliverance ministry, we still go to other deliverance ministries who we know and trust and say, okay, I need some accountability. You know, let me tell you what's going on with me. Cause as long as we're here on this earth, the enemy is constantly coming at us, right? Constantly sending arrows and flying darts, constantly trying to, you know, get us locked down into something. Right. And so, 
you know, I thank God for uh, some of my fellow deliverance ministers that are on the line tonight for their prayers, yeah. their intercession. Um, I couldn't, man. God sent them. That's all I can say because yeah. not only the initial deliverance that I experienced, but they keep me um, keep me looking out for. Hey, you know, I see. You know, this is going on in the realm of the spirit. There's an attack on you in this area, and and so I just try to remain humble and 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 listen to the voice of those who have wisdom, mm. because um, he does send people with godly wisdom and godly counsel, but you, you got to make sure that, again, they're on the side of the kingdom of light and not the kingdom of darkness, because there's a lot of tricksters out there. But to answer your question, it really depends. I've seen it go both ways, Amadi, and I'll be happy to um, talk to you more after this. You know, we can exchange numbers or whatever, and I'll be happy to talk to you and pray with you. Absolutely. I love it. And then the second part, you were commenting on it just uh, a, sec a sentence ago, she said, have some demonic spirits been more stubborn than others and people that are your that are seeking deliverance? So do some demonic spirits act more stubborn than others and and not wanting to come out, like you said, of the in the in individual that they inhabit? Yes, yes. And yes, um, <laughs> the most stubborn one. And I wrote about this in my book. The most stubborn one is the spirit of religion and pride. Mm. Again, those go hand in hand. They also they go hand in hand with Leviathan. Those three right there are my God. Mm. It's gonna require some serious fasting and some serious praying. You cannot let up. It's they might take years, but it is possible. I have seen and heard of people who you hear how hard nosed they had, used to be, how stiff neck they used to be, but how they finally surrendered to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to let Him have His way. Mm. You know, again, sometimes those tend to, can take years, not always, but you know. Um, the other one is the Marine Kingdom. Um, that one likes to hide a lot, and a lot of people are not aware of it. It was a, it was actually a long time before I understood how. Um, the Marine Kingdom worked uh, with the Kingdom of Darkness, and mm. so that's a whole nother segment. <laughs> we have a series on this. They 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 yeah. know about this, whether they believe or not. We go we go we're gonna see who believes after we do a three part or, or a two part series on deliverance. When they they need this, <laughs> they do. We all do. We all do. It's like I said, it's been the best kept secret. We gotta we gotta you know shine a light on it, like the guy said in the beginning of this. Yeah. Yeah, let my light shine. Let Absolutely. it shine. Absolutely. We definitely are, are out of time, Renee, but I know you'll be back. You're, you're going to definitely uh, come back on and drop the jewels even more with those that uh, may have missed or caught the end of tonight's segment. We've been talking about the importance of deliverance uh, with my friend, my sister, uh, and definitely a, a powerhouse for God in, in, her, in her own right, uh, G. Renee. Uh, uh, but we always allow the guest, Renee, to leave a final thought or a final jewel, as I call it, of wisdom that you want to leave people with. Uh, we talked about your story of your son uh, having to go through deliverance. We talked about how you were raised uh, in the church and also in not being afraid of the, the, the word deliverance. And we talked about how people who are non-believers or even believers 
uh, can start the process to uh, get delivered themselves from things that may be holding them back? Uh, what would be your final jewel of wisdom that you would leave with those who are watching and tuning in tonight? Well, I just heard the Holy Spirit say to ask him everything. And mm. when he answers, write it down, because a lot of times, um, you know, the enemy will come and pluck up that seed. I've seen people get a word from the Lord and they'll even tell me, yeah, the Lord told me to do X, Y, Z. And, and then if you talk to them about it two days later, it's almost like they totally forgot, like because the enemy doesn't want you to remember what the Lord is speaking to you. So I say, ask him everything. A lot of times growing up, we heard don't question God, but they didn't mean it that way. Hopefully they didn't. It was it's more so like don't question his authority, but but you can ask him as many questions as you want. And when he and when he answers, write it down and and, and then act on it because you know partial obedience is disobedience and we don't want to be in disobedience we want to be in um the perfect will of god so um write it down and even if you don't understand it that's a time where you can go to another fellow more maybe more seasoned um believer who has wisdom again and who is filled with the holy spirit that can help you um, walk it out and and maintain the word of the lord that he's giving you Absolutely. I, I definitely would tag on with what you said is my final jewel uh, that uh, you you and I both, of course, um, have followed in some capacity. John Eckhart, uh, the author, and also, um, uh, literally he's a speaker, pastor, prophet, you name it. General. <laughs> but, he, uh, but he talks firmly about deliverance is a daily thing. It's a daily walk. Uh, there's no one time uh, deliverance that I have seen uh, people uh, necessarily uh, that are just getting delivered one time because there's other things that could be attached uh, to that particular uh, deliverance uh, that you had. And so you need to be mindful uh, that you need to get to the root, not yeah. your symptoms. As Renee said, just like when you get a cold and you're just literally taking the Theraflu or you're taking uh, the the, um, the emergency instead of uh, putting some natural herbs in your system and getting to the root of, of right. where that cold actually stemmed from or that mucus that built up. Uh, but stop treating the symptoms, y'all. Uh, this time mm -hmm. of year, uh, a lot of folks are treating the symptoms for the, the, the cold head sniffles, um, the, the, the throat, the throat hurting, but we're not getting to the root of where that's coming from. Why is this affecting me consistently? Why am I not able to overcome uh, this sickness or this illness? Because if you don't get to the root, it'll be a rude awakening for y'all. Yeah. Oh. Get to the root. We're going to be talking about that next week with my sister Tanya coming on to uh, take us home for uh, the rest of uh, 2019 uh, for the Giving Thanks um, theme this month for the RTJ series. But yeah, y'all got to get to the root before get to the root. Get to the root, y'all. Stop playing. <laughs> uh, but Renee, it's been a pleasure having you, sis. I know we're out of time. Uh, but where can people reach out to you if they want to definitely uh, purchase the book? If they want to support you, uh, what are some ways that they can uh, stay in touch with you? Well, the book is on Amazon. It's called God Wants Your Relationship Greater Than Your Religion. The um, You can email me at peacemakersinnerhealing at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-C-E-M-A-K-E-R-S-I-N-N-E-R-H-E-A-L-I-N-G peacemakers inner healing at gmail.com to email me and I'm working on getting my website back up. 
Um, there is, actually do have a ministry number where you can reach me at 678-444-4910, 678-444-4910. And I'd be happy to talk to anyone who's genuinely interested in getting inner healing and deliverance. Or people who, people who are looking for a conference, um, speakers and ministry, things of that nature. Absolutely. So I'll put how you can stay in touch with G. Renee and G. Renee. Uh, after we finish the segment, if I missed anything, just go back and edit it for me to make sure they have the correct information. But uh, you can definitely purchase G. Renee's book and she'll drop the link after tonight's episode in the comments thread. Uh, that's on Amazon. God wants your relationship greater than your healing. Uh, she also. religion. Okay, perfect. And then uh, uh, um, also have you all be able to reach out to her via email and also via, she even dropped her phone number, y'all. So she's available. <laughs> if you are serious about uh, receiving deliverance or if you have a loved one or even uh, a spouse or a family member uh, that you want to uh, get some assistance or some service with, with that, she even put her number out there, y'all, for y'all uh, to reach out for those who are serious. And G. Renee uh, is going to go back in the comments thread and correct uh, any of the um, the edits that need to be made so you guys have the right contacts. But uh, it's been a pleasure uh, serving with you, uh, G. Renee. I'm going to say a quick prayer over you, and then we're going to let you enjoy the rest of your evening, sis. Thank you. God bless you, Julian. I appreciate it. And I, and I know that a lot of people are blessed from what you're doing. So I just thank you and can encourage you to keep going. Absolutely. So we're going to say a quick prayer, and then um, we'll, we'll close off for today. Uh, Father God, uh, we just want to thank you for uh, G. Renee coming on and just uh, really just shedding light on a taboo subject that's not just uh, talked about in the church, but uh, that people are just afraid to even speak of what deliverance is, uh, how uh, you can receive deliverance and why it's important. And so we thank you for her being able to share um, her experience and in, in meeting uh, with deliverance uh, that you showed her at an early at an early part of her life, even with her own family, her own son being delivered. Uh, we know uh, that there is a spiritual realm, uh, even if people don't believe. And we just thank you uh, for allowing G. Renee and others uh, to be able to help um, your sons and daughters uh, navigate uh, what it really means uh, to be delivered. And so we thank you uh, for her testimony. We thank you for her gifts, Father. We thank you for her business. Uh, ideas and also her business that she uh, is even about to take to the next level in 2020. We pray that you will open up new doors, new clients, new opportunities just from her sharing her voice this evening. And we love you and we thank you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. I right, Renee, we're going to be in touch, sis. I know we out of time. Right. We appreciate you coming on for real and, and, and sharing this subject with everyone, including myself. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a great evening. All right. Now you too. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. I'm going to do a quick wrap up. Uh, you heard from G. Renee. Um, she was literally letting you all know why it's important, y'all, uh, to make sure you are not afraid of the subject of deliverance, but why you need to be getting educated on why you need to uh, be delivered and also why you need to seek deliverance because some of the issues, some of the hurdles that you may be going through are not necessarily natural. Uh, they could come from things uh, that are, are uh, coming from the spirit realm that you watch on TV with Harry Potter 
uh, with Bewitched, uh, even with the new Frozen, for those that allow their kids to watch a lot of these Disney uh, movies coming out that are not Pixar. Uh, yeah, you allow them and yourself to uh, dibble and dabble in the spirit realm, but are we really believing uh, that there is a darkness realm and there's also a, 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 a light uh, that you are needing to be very much so uh, engaged with and also know in order to navigate your way through the dark. And so uh, be sure uh, that you are able to share this uh, content that you got for free from G. Renee. She will be back uh, because we definitely got to have her come back on and teach on this subject. Uh, I'm not well versed in this. I've been researching uh, the importance of deliverance for about uh, four to five years uh, going on like six. And I still am, am just scratching the, the surface of what it really means to uh, know about the importance of deliverance. Uh, but we just want to give a quick shout out to our official sponsor again uh, for tonight's episode. Uh, KeithKnows.net uh, is a lifestyle online brand uh, that you uh, can definitely go and support at KeithKnows.net. Uh, he is our official sponsor with his business for this episode and also Tuesday's episode this week. And so uh, if you are interested in his services, I dropped the link and pinned the link in the comments thread uh, to go out and, and support him. Uh, he's definitely a well-versed uh, cultural warrior, as he deems himself uh, in the ATL. And for those that are looking to recruit and manage volunteers for concerts, festivals or even events, uh, that's something that he just added to his business this year. So uh, shout out uh, to one of my friends and also mentors, uh, Keith Hill, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Keith Knows. So stay plugged in with us, y'all. We're going to be taking this thing to another level. So we appreciate those that were tuning in this evening. Share this content that you got for free with someone that uh, you know can benefit uh, from tonight's episode on the importance of deliverance. I'm your host, uh, King Jules, Julian Smart Ripple. Uh, again, make sure you are shining like the bright diamond jewel that you've been created to be uh, because someone that is watching or someone that is looking um, needs your light because they are in a dark place and they need to shine bright uh, the same way that you are shining uh, this year. And so until next uh, Thursday, uh, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, uh, happy holidays for those that don't celebrate. And we'll see you all next week. And y'all be blessed. Stay safe. Peace.